0: Welcome to the AWS Edge Chat Podcast. I'm a specialized solution architect with a passion around Edge. In each episode, I'll dive into the world of Edge, talk about interesting developments, what you need to know, and what it means to our customers. Hello, my name is Shane Baldacchino, and this is episode three of the AWS Edge Chat Podcast. Some exciting news to start the show. Edge Chat is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn, alongside SoundCloud and Stitcher. So Alexa, play AWS Edge Chat on Spotify, or perhaps, hey Siri, play AWS Edge Chat. Either way, we're trying to make this easier for you. So from TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, we're trying to remove the friction on consuming this show. So if there's a platform you wanna see this show on, let me know. So a big episode today, four new features, and a new service to talk about. Will this be more than 15 minutes? Let's see. An easy one to get our heads around to start the show. Two new edge locations, both in Thailand and both in Bangkok. Thailand users can expect up to 30% reduction in P90 latency times, and with every edge location we add, we extend the reach of CloudFront, allowing bits to get to end users faster. Given these edge locations are in Thailand, they are priced within the APAC region, and they are tied into the Singaporean regional edge cache. So with the addition of these new edge locations, our network of edge locations grows to 215 plus edge locations and 12 regional edge caches, spanning 88 cities across 45 countries. Some solid coverage there cloud front. Sticking with Thailand and edge locations, Global Accelerator now supports traffic through this new edge location in Bangkok, Thailand. The value proposition of Global Accelerator continues to increase with this update and Global Accelerator is now available in more than 90 points of presence across 20 AWS regions. I think that took all of 30 seconds. Okay, Shield Advanced. Shield Advanced now allows you to bundle resources into protection groups. Woohoo! Being able to treat resources for your application as a single unit makes a lot of sense. So rather than having an EIP, Elastic IP, uh cloudfront distribution or a route53 hosted zone id this makes it more human you know more logical but more importantly it improves detection now let's just park that for a second if you are familiar with cloudformation it's like a stack that describes your application holistically you know your vpc your compute resources storage etc rather than just a specific resource this update it gives you a self service way to customize the scope of detection and mitigation for your application by treating multiple resources as a single unit. Now back to improving detection, because you can now group resources together it improves the accuracy of detection, reduces false positives, eases automatic protection of newly created resources and accelerates the time to mitigate attacks against multiple resources. For example, if an application consists of, say, four CloudFront distributions, you can add them to one protection group to receive detection and protection for the collection as a whole. So reporting can be consumed at the protection group level in addition to the resource level, giving a more holistic view of the overall application health. So to use this feature, firstly, you need to protect your resources just like you would do with Shield today. So you can use a console, SDK, CLI, and so on. Now I gave us a test drive in the AWS CLI. So ensure you update to the latest version 2.14 or above to use this feature. And it was very straightforward. If we talk about the console, create a new protection group on the protection groups tab within the protected resources page. You can then choose which resources to add to the protection group. Once complete, the attack summaries will be seen on the protection group. The volume of alarming will be reduced compared to the resource level alerts and automatic group level mitigations can be activated when any resource in the group is attacked. Protection groups are available to shield advanced customers at no additional cost. I wanna talk now about a blog post that has been released on the AWS security blog titled Automatically update security groups for Amazon CloudFront IP ranges using AWS Lambda. Now I'll leave a copy of the URL in the show notes, or you can pop that term into your favorite search engine. Now we've had a process of adding CloudFront IP ranges to security groups for some time, but it's been updated as of November, 2020. Now, same business outcomes in which, you know, you are whitelisting CloudFront IP ranges in your security groups. But this pattern, this new pattern has advantages on the prior pattern. Now in the old model, the solution was designed to periodically poll. Now this one only runs when it needs to. Prior, you know, you'd have a CloudWatch event polling using cron notation. This though is based on SNS, which is our simple notification service, our push-based messaging platform. So when Amazon updates its IP space, we publish a message to the SNS topic. So the SNS topic is Amazon IP space change, which means you know it's only going to run when it needs to so you can lower the operational cost whilst reducing the time between Amazon publishing new IP ranges and those being applied to security groups you know maybe your cloudwatch event your scheduled cloudwatch event you know maybe it runs daily i'm not sure but you know now it's going to happen in a much more timely manner so if you're using the older method to update security groups or perhaps no method at all please take a look as it's all about security in depth and this adds an additional layer to your stack what a great segue into the new service I spoke about earlier. Now, there's a good chance if you're an avid AWS user, perhaps you leverage social media that you may be aware of the AWS Network Firewall. But if not, let me continue. So released on November 19th into three regions, that's US East, North Virginia, US West, Oregon and Europe Island. The AWS Network Firewall is a managed firewall service for all of your AWS VPC, some virtual private clouds. This service can be set up within just a few clicks and scales automatically with your network traffic. So you don't have to worry about deploying and managing infrastructure. Perhaps today you have devices like Palos in your environment performing this role. You know, you're not gonna have to worry about this no more. The network firewall is for customers who want to inspect and filter traffic to, from or between their VPCs And its flexible rules engine lets you define firewall rules that give you fine-grained control over network traffic to enforce policies such as preventing your VPCs from accessing domains using unauthorized protocols. So, you know, no Bitcoin mining. That was a joke in case you missed it. You can also import rules that you've written in common open source rule formats and integrate manage intelligent feeds sourced by AWS partners. The network firewall works with AWS firewall manager so you can build policies based on network firewall rules and then centrally apply those policies across your VPCs and accounts you know that's a really big win here so how does this work you may ask firstly you need to route traffic symmetrically to the network firewall endpoint the firewall endpoint is similar to private link vpc interface endpoints the key difference is the key difference is that it can be a route table target in your vpc The network firewall endpoint is deployed into a dedicated subnet of a VPC, and we call this subnet an AWS network firewall subnet. Depending on your use case and deployment model, the firewall subnet could either be public or private. For HA and multi-AZ deployments, allocate a subnet per availability zone. Makes sense, right? As a best practice, do not use a network firewall subnet to deploy any other services, since the network firewall is not able to inspect traffic from sources or destinations within firewall subnet. So a bit of a gotcha to look out for there. Once a network firewall is deployed, you'll see a firewall endpoint in each firewall subnet. As mentioned earlier, the firewall endpoint is similar to an interface endpoint and it shows up as a VPC e-ID in your VPC route table target selection. To have your network traffic inspected by the network firewall, all you need to do is direct traffic to a firewall endpoint using your VPC route tables. So if this tidbit of information I described got your attention, and I hope it did, I encourage you to take a deeper look. So that's a wrap. I hope you found this useful and fun. I had lots of fun putting this together, and thanks for listening. Listeners, keep me honest. Feedback is always welcome. As you know, it will help drive the direction of this show. Balshane at amazon.com. But until next time, bye for now.